Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Talking about chicken a la king. Mango and garbanzo tabbouleh. Little potatoes and vegetables. With roasted garlic and basil. Zucchini ziti. Granola fruit bar. Look at all this beautiful food. Welcome to Green Eggs and Dan, where I interview amazing people with amazing minds, but all I care about is what is in their fridge. My guest today, an amazing comedian, buddy of mine who was just on The Tonight Show, still got that glow, had a fantastic set. He was a writer on CBS's The United States of Al, and you can see his amazing stand-up special, Hat Trick, on YouTube. Please welcome the very funny Fahim Anwar. Thank you, thank you. I mean, that's a real pro intro, dude. You know, I like to make people feel welcome and you. Uh, you especially, especially here, because this is one of the few places I feel confident that you can't, you won't take my job because as, oh, the worst, man. as the, as the two, you know, there's a handful of Middle Eastern comics and the funniest story that I have is that Andy Gordon wrote a show on Nickelodeon <laughs> And I, I, I worked with Andy on United States of Val and he tells me this yeah. story. He's a great guy. I love Andy. And he wrote the character for me and the character's name was Adut. And Fahim beat me <laughs> for, the, for the role of Adut. I didn't know, you know, like it's just you get auditions and they send you out. And that's this town, though. I remember... Yeah. Nothing's a slam dunk in this town. That's how bizarre it is. Like it was written for you. You're a comedian. You're great. Just give it to you. You know, like, why am I in there? Uh, so a long time ago, I was testing for that show community. So yeah. it was like between me and four or five other guys to play the role of uh, Abed. Yes. So Dan Harmon has a friend named Abed. He like wrote the role with Abed in mind. So right. Abed is auditioning to be like same situation as you. Abed. Abed doesn't get the role of Abed. And oh. it goes to Danny Pudi, obviously. But right. even to me, that's bizarre. I mean, I guess Dan Harmon wasn't as big at the time because this was kind of what made him. But you would think that someone in Hollywood is at the point, or I don't know, if you have a shell, be like, hey, I, I wrote this person with them in mind, just put them in. You know, it, it, I kind of like it also, though, because it is... In a way, it's like as much as we think the game is rigged and it's fixed, it's like the best man wins. But I mean, look, it's a blip on on everything. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like, oh, man, that fucking catapulted me into superstardom. I just love that on your IMDb, there will always be the role of <laughs> a dude. <laughs> well, it's interesting because like I know you as Dan a dude, but a Andy calls you a dude, right? Yeah. 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 
Is it just sort of like when you're in high school and stuff, you call your buddy by their last name? I don't know. I guess so. I don't know why. He's one of the few people who calls me a dude. Mm. But he, you know, Andy can do no wrong. You, on the other hand, uh, your fridge. It's uh, so, I was embarrassed. Like, I almost this didn't is want to crazy. do the podcast. Yeah, how, like, but nothing he, is in there. I mean, this I'm might a serial be the, killer, Dan. It might be the most depressing fridge that we've had on the podcast thus far. And But to my uh, defense, I will say, I, I've been on the road a little bit. So, you don't I, look, want. Even that, even, I, I bake that in before I said it, okay? I bake that in. Because even, even knowing, so I, first of all, you guys can see Fahim's fridge on my Instagram. At Please Stand don't. Up Dan. It's a train wreck. It's, yeah. it's too no. sad. It makes me sad and it's mine. Go to the Instagram at Stand Up Dan. Here's the thing. I always say comedians fridges when they're empty like this, it means one of two things. One, they're doing awfully as comedians mm-hmm. and life is not good. Or two, they're doing great and they're on the road all the time. So they don't have time to yeah. fill their fridge up. So I bake that into this, but even sure. baking that in, this is such a weird, depressing right. fridge. And yeah. I'm going to share the screen right now so we can both take a look at it so I can shame you. Yeah. I got ketchup, yeah. man. Look, Coke, that's not bad. Okay. First of all, you have, I honestly, the regular Coke is to me the most interesting part of this fridge. Well, those are mini cans. You know, I, you got to keep it nice and tight. So instead of doing diet or Coke Zero, I'd rather just do less of the pure, unadulterated. I just don't know that many adults anymore who have soda in their house. It's just... uh, Yo, I'm a purist, dude. You are. It's kind of old school. I'm into it. Yeah, that's my one vice, I guess. It's just mini Coke. How often do you have them? I try to to keep it to the weekend. Oh... (laughs) Oh, this is like, you have a problem. I have a, well, I mean, there's people with worse problems. People have big gulps and go to 7-Eleven and they suck down two or three of those. I do a mini Coke on the weekends. That's my white wine. That's just me relaxing with the girls. You just you, go, like, you want a Merlot? I go, no, I'll crack open a mini Coke. You put it in a wine glass though. <laughs> yeah, just to match them. I did um, have eggs. I did have eggs, but I just finished them. So that would have, that would have, you know, boosted it up a little bit. That's know, why I've got man. the mozzarella right there. I do it an omelet. I think there um, might be some bell pepper in the, cause there's another compartment to it that we're not yeah, seeing. Yeah, we're going to, we're going to get to it. It's, I see, I see, I see the reason that you're trying to rush through this. Okay. Yeah, you're yeah, trying yeah, yeah. To, to get done with the fridge, but we're going to, we're going to start on the top row here, which is Please. sort of like a, it's like a, a it's, it's, it's like a, a shrine it's, to it's like a shrine milk. <laughs> it's a shrine to almond milk <laughs> the almond milk it's it's there's nothing else on this uh on this level on this row except for the almond milk and it seems like the light is just like angled right onto this bottle of almond milk and yeah. it's simple truth almond milk which i believe is ralph's like brand mm-hmm. like ralph's branded almond milk you know i gotta say though this is a leftover from from an ex so it's just it's there it's not my almond milk oh so you <laughs> so thanks dude thanks for highlighting the heartbreak is it just like too much for you to throw it out you're like i can't do it yet like it's uh, like when a, when a when a pet dies and you leave the bowl out you know what it is i think i'm just like very lazy in this like eventually i'll get to it but it's got to be kind of an absurd amount of time before i clear things out because it's almost like storage, you know, it's not going to smell that bad. And then at a certain point, I'm like, all right, I got to get rid of some things. That's kind of how I clear because it's not like I need to make room or anything. It's easy no. to just forget it in there. 
But this so, has an oh, emotional attachment to it, though. Every yeah, time I guess you so. open that door, it's like eye level. It's like right in your face. That's like the toothbrush you can't throw out. <laughs> like this is the almond milk I just can't part ways with. Honestly, she got Ralph's almond milk. It's probably better that this didn't work out. Oh man. Okay. Well, All that right. means she's she's like financially responsible. That's that's a good thing, right? Yeah, you fucked up, man. You uh, fucked dude, up. Yeah, you don't want the one who has the top shelf. Like no. whatever whatever brand that is. No, you want bottom shelf, but you want to put it on the top shelf. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of the fridge. Top, top shelf is a state of mind. <laughs> uh, and then second row, you have a bunch of leftovers. So you're cooking or this is a takeout? Uh, sometimes I cook. Okay, one of those is cooking. You know those, when I do cook, it's just simple stuff. I look, mm-hmm. sometimes I'll want to cook something, I'll look at a recipe and there's all these different items that I would never use other than this one time. I just don't cook enough that yeah. I just, I go, I can't do this. There's too many ingredients. I'm not going to buy thyme and, <laughs> you know, get dried tomatoes or this is too much, but I'll do simple <laughs> stuff. So. There's these things, it's called like Nathan's. It's like a guy's name or whatever. It's a package. It comes with the sauce and it's like sous vide meat. You take it out of the patch. You sort of brown the meat. You put the sauce on it and then I'll cook a rice and it's very simple. Interesting. So that's like leftover. So you buy already sous vide meat. Yeah, it's a particular brand. I can't remember what the name is. I didn't even know that was a thing, but that makes sense because sous vide basically... You just have to sear the inside and the outside. Is it, does it come frozen or it comes? It's refrigerated. And okay. then I could buy myself more time. I'll put it in the freezer for a while and then I'll pop it out the night before if I plan on making it the next day. But it's like simple. <laughs> it's almost, you know how Bertoli, you just open it, throw it in the pan. Yeah. It's, it's sort of a little more work than Bertoli. Does that make you feel more accomplished? Like I'm actually doing this? Like no, I'm not actually at all. cooking? What it is is... It, it's, it's healthy. It's kind of healthy and it's yeah. easy and it's quick. Okay. I just don't love cooking. That's my thing. I just love, I'm not a huge food. I mean, I do appreciate food and everything, but it's almost like I'm busy with stuff or I want to do other things. And then I get hungry and I'm like, Oh, I should eat. Oh, wow. You're like a, you're like a tech guy who's like, has that, what's that thing that the tech people were drinking for a while? Soylent. I kind of, I understood it when that came out. I go, Oh, I kind of get that. Wow. Yeah. You're, I, I don't, maybe I don't work hard enough where I'm like, I like, I like having my work day split up by, okay, now we sit down and have our meal. But no, you're like, I want meat that's been cooked 90% of the way so I can just <laughs> push No, here's the difference. Uh, I understand Soylent and everything. I, I think eating to me is just, it is a brain signal that comes at a certain time. And I'm like, oh, I should eat. Like, I don't, I don't look forward to lunch. I don't look forward to dinner. But when the, the impulse hits, I go, oh, what would be nice to eat right now? But by that time, I don't have time to cook and stuff. So then I'll just go on DoorDash or Uber Eats. That's my problem. That's my vice. Interesting. First of all, that's the least romantic way that anyone's ever described eating. And the <laughs> impulse, the electrical impulse tells me mm. to shove things into my mouth. When my neurons fire and the axons... Uh... Have you ever had that though? Because sometimes I've been, I mean, I don't edit as much as I, as I did in the past when you're a younger comic making sketches and stuff, but I would be editing and it's like the sun is setting and you should have eaten two or three hours ago. I go, oh, I should eat. Does that ever happen to you or no? Not really. I feel like 
the one thing that's set in my day is my eating and then everything else uh, is filling in the time outside of that. But uh, when it's, so those are your tent poles. Yes. And absolutely. then everything is around. I'm curious now, how in advance is your breakfast, lunch and dinner carved out? Like, when do you decide these things or do you do it kind of on the fly? The only thing that's really that's really set in stone is I wake up in the morning. Mm-hmm. I turn on my espresso machine and I will make myself a cappuccino. I have a cappuccino nice. every morning. That's like my breakfast. That's and it. Just, just that's coffee. It. Just the cappuccino. And then that gets me through. And then afternoon, I usually take a handful of arugula, put it in a bowl, and then put whatever else I have. Maybe some tuna, maybe some, uh, you know, tomatoes, whatever. Very simple. And then dinner is like when all hell breaks loose. It's like usually either going out to a restaurant or like cooking something nice or ordering in something nice. I don't know. I, I feel like life is so unenjoyable when you don't have those tent poles. That's so much fun. Well, okay, but just your two meals are kind of uneventful. For for some, you strike me as a real food guy and all, and you celebrate and flavors and all this stuff. But for your first thing to be a cappuccino and that's it, and then just some arugula with some cat tuna thrown in there and a few cherry tomatoes, I'm underwhelmed. I don't like. I I I don't think uh, (laughs) you're living up to your potential. And then you this go is, all out on dinner, but I would expect that at least your lunch would be a little crazier. Okay, this is taking a turn. I'm sorry uh, to slam you like this on, on your own pod. I apologize. I've, I've, I've never had the mic turned on to me like this. <laughs> I usually bring people here so I can rip their fridges into shreds. Yeah. And, but I, uh, I mean, I, do, I have coffee and something. I you're counterpunching me. You're counterpunching. Counterpunching, dude. You're, <laughs> I feel like a fatso. The way you describe just the calories that you're intaking, I'm doing three square meals. I don't know. I say that, but I also had a pizza last night for lunch. I had a pizza okay. for right. lunch. Um, a whole pizza? No, it was okay. like a slice of pizza. It was a frozen <laughs> slice like, of pizza. I, I had a kernel of popcorn. I saved half of it for later. I put it in Tupperware and I might get to that later tonight. But it was good. I think it was my main vice, my look, my main vice, my my mini Coke is wine. I'm a wine guy. I drink wine at night and that'll turn me into the boy, the, the fat boy king that I am is the calories. <laughs> that's from the good wine. for you, though. That's better than you just pounding Michelobes or whatever. I don't know like, if it is. I think wine people like to feel that, that, yeah. oh, what were, this is actually juice that was from mm-hmm. a terroir that was cultivated by a... Look v- at the French. They're incredibly skinny and they pound wine. Yes, they drink wine and smoke cigarettes. And look at them. They're doing great. But no, I think I have the American trappings of overeating with the French thing of over drinking uh, uh, wine. <laughs> the best of both worlds. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I don't know. I, I guess I, now, now you're making me think that. Uh, I, well, I think it might have for you. That's look, the thing. Yeah, I think I might have undersold my lunches. My bag of arugula thing is kind of what I is my aspirational lunch. Okay. I always have the bag of arugula, and it goes bad a lot because I'm not doing it as much. So we're getting to the meat of it here. I think, yeah, I feel like I could do, I have that, like, that's my, what I should be having, but I'll usually, I, maybe I'll order a sandwich. I love sandwiches. I love ordering I a sandwich. A yeah, sub. sandwich is nice. I, I will say, uh, you know, this, this fridge doesn't look fantastic, but in its prime, we don't need to zoom in. That's, that's enough for the people. <laughs> no, we're going <laughs> we're gonna to zoom in. So <laughs> normally I will cook breakfast though. I will have eggs. I will do two eggs. 
I will yeah. have veggies. So bell pepper, onion, tomato. I'll saute that. And then I'll make an omelet. I have the, the mozzarella cheese there. I'll yeah. do tater, tater tots in the air fryer. That's my kind of hash brown hack. Yeah. And then I have Tabasco. So, cause breakfast is easy to cook and that's banging have, out one meal. You have a big breakfast like that every day? Almost. Yeah. Yeah. With the tater tots. With the tater tots. Oh, and then wow. I have a uh, turkey, turkey sausage with it too. Just like a big breakfast. Wow. You have like a big, like American breakfast. Yeah. I try to do three square meals. I don't really snack or anything. Mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I just try to have three islands that I swim to. Okay. What's lunch? Lunch. I'll probably order out. Maybe I'll order a sandwich from carving board or something. Maybe I'll order <laughs> salmon or chicken. It's just kind of whatever I'm feeling. And I'll pull up yes. Uber Eats or, or a uh, DoorDash or like Zanku chicken. That feels healthy. Mm, you do that chicken Tarna wrap. You know, I'll do the kebab. So I'll do a one skewer chicken, one skewer beef. And that's usually two meals. It's enough food for two meals. That yeah. feels like cooking to me when I mm. order from a place and it's just enough for two meals. I'm yeah. like, I, cook, I cooked. <laughs> right. And then dinner also Postmates mostly. Yeah. Or it's after a show and I'll, I'll eat after a show with a buddy or something. Yeah. Um, what's your post show rest? Do you have like a regular joint? You know, back in the day when you're a younger comic and stuff, it was always the diner, the diner sesh after doing the comedy store, the improv, you would go to swingers, you would go to Mel's, Norm's, hardly, Cantor's, that was Mm -hmm. the one for a while, Dupar's, but then you kind of go on with your lives, you get a little older, you're out of that phase, so there's less, there's less, now it's almost like a throwback, every now and then it'll be that, but we'll do Bossa Nova, we'll do... Even Saddle Ranch right next door to, but outside because it's, it's a shit show inside. The, the oh. food's not bad. So the patio on Saddle Ranch is a hack, a way to get food and not be in the midst of the mechanical bull. It's funny because I've actually been to Saddle Ranch twice in the past couple months. And one time I did get on the bull actually. Whoa. And I feel like if Saddle Ranch is like, if you're, if you're going to do it, you got to do it. You're doing it for the experience. You're not... It's not a culinary gem that you're like, nah, I love the food, but it's just the whole. <laughs> Yo, to, me, to me, it is, man. I go, I go for the flavors of Saddle Ranch. <laughs> like, I don't want to see the people who just got off the bus to, to LA and riding the bull and doing karaoke. That's like going to like medieval times and being like, can I just get a turkey leg to go? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you don't do that? It's phenomenal. <laughs> and then I go, who's, who's winning? I want to know the score. Is the Black Knight winning? All right, fantastic. <laughs> They do have pretty good food there, though, at Saddle Ranch. It's, like, it's I was decent. Yeah. I was surprised at how good it was. By the way, I don't know what I'm looking at here. It looks like I'm looking like at the back of your fridge. This is the front door. So there is like a little door compartment before it. It's like the fridge before the fridge. Oh, it's like. Too, oh, interesting. Like when, if you're going to see a doctor, this is the waiting room for the fridge. Yeah. Yeah. And then I they like go, the it. fridge is ready to see you. And then you open the door <laughs> and that's the main compartment. Right. Um, the thing that really just like made me want to start a GoFundMe for you. Yeah. That really please. broke my heart was this lone lime. Lime. It looks like, it yeah. looks like it's, it looks like it's calcified. It looks like it's petrified wood, <laughs> but in lime yeah, form. It, again, it goes back to the thing. I got to throw it out. It's probably been there for a minute. Um, it's just on it, but it's all, again, it's, you itself. have a, it's so minimalist. Like everything has one. It, it is like, an, it's like an, it's like an art installation. <laughs> It is. This is a, this is a piece. This, I'm I'm gonna donate it to LACMA. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's called Sad Comedian. 
So the thing is, I have so much real estate in my fridge that yes. where I put things make no sense. Like, why is there one can of Barks root beer on an entire tray? But like, why not? It's not like I'm cramped for space because if right. I had a lot of stuff in there, things would make sense where they are. But this is like Tom Hanks and big. It just has a giant house yeah. and he can be his his bedroom could be in in the bathroom if he wanted. I mean, you could literally live off of one of those college fridges, the tiny ones. For sure. You'd be fine. So that's the thing. When you don't really cook a lot, you don't need to. It's not really full. But my freezer, I'm a little more proud of my freezer. It's not. Here's what's sad about the freezer, though. Yeah. If I may. Please. The brands that you use are like these. I've never heard of these brands. These you are never like heard of bro? I've never heard of Freshetta. Freshetta. Four cheese pizza? What the fuck mm-hmm. is freshetta? But dude, come on. That's four cheeses. That's baller. <laughs> I'm, finally like, at a point, I'm finally at a point in my career where I could have three extra cheeses. And you're mocking you like, me? Like you go grocery shopping at 7-Eleven is what this looks like. Bro, you think 7-Eleven has full-size pizzas like that? I don't know. They might have Totino's, but they're not doing freshetta. <laughs> Look at that. That's salmon. That's, sa- that's frozen salmon. That's a chicken breast that has freezer burn on it. Oh I might my God. get around to cooking it. <laughs> Would you actually cook that? No, it's too far gone. I don't know if it's I would. Too far gone. It's probably it probably tastes like my freezer at this point. It's just funny that like you have you have such little stuff and half of the stuff that you have needs to be thrown out. Yeah, man. And then now okay, here's the, the tots. It, the tots are the star. I, where is I go that? hard is that on the this? tots. That's that's that? this brown thing right here. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought they're it was Idaho. Chips. No, they're Idaho. Oh. These are the best tots. I talked about it on Are You Garbage? Just these tots are bar none the best out there. Have you actually beta tested this? Have you tried? All I've the, just, all look, the- I'm a, I'm a fan of tots. I've had different brands. This one rocks hmm. my socks every time. Knocks it out of the hmm. park. You know, I love tots when I have them, but I never order tots. I'm never like, I need tots. Here's the thing. And I don't know I why they're, they're delicious. Tots, tots are having a moment. They're, they're glowing up sort of like Brussels sprouts. Yeah. Remember, no one really cared about those. Right. Tots are back. I think tots got a bad rap because when we were growing up with school takeout, it's always mm. mushy. No one took time to make proper tots. <laughs> but at restaurants, if they're on the menu, they're going to be crispy. They might do some Parmesan. They'll get the fries treatment. They'll put different outfits on them. Right. You might get some aioli with it. Ooh. I would say venture to a tot. It's crispy. There's a lot of surface area for crisp. I guess a tot is interesting because it's kind of a deconstructed French fry. I it's, like it because it is a versatile potato. It can switch hit. It can be a fry with my steak and it can mm-hmm. be hash browns. It's, it's like Mystique from X-Men. Mm, I was going to say it's kind of like a gecko, but yes. Sure. If you want to go the less nerdy route, that's one, yeah. that's one way to go. <laughs> is, that, is that less nerdy? Ge- gecko than, than Mystique from X-Men? <laughs> At least yours is real. It's like Mystique. I think it needs a different name. Tot is just sounds so childish. Yeah, tater it tots. Needs, the tater alliteration. Tot. Like, there's no way to order it without sounding like a child. Uh, yeah. What would, how about like potato barrels or something? Potato barrels is not bad. Maybe uh, spud thumbs. That's not bad. <laughs> spud thumbs. Yeah, I don't know. Workshop it. But tater tots, it's been around. It's going to be hard to undo. It's going to be hard. So if so you, you scroll have, down, though, I want to point these out on the, the left. So these burritos uh-huh. are I love them, dude. And the it's so chorizo? simple. Yes. I'll go to Ralph's and I'll I literally go. This happened the other day. I was there. Mm. I I just got 10 of them 
Mm -hmm. and I put them on the conveyor belt and I just, I knew how sad I looked, but I needed them and I didn't care. Oh wait, you got 10 of the bags that hold no, more no, than one? No, no, they're singles. They don't, oh. <laughs> I had a loosely, no cart or anything, just put them on the conveyor belt as a grown man. Oh like, my God. I made a physical separate trip for chicken chorizo breakfast burritos. And I oh just, it was God. like I was buying porno or something. I know. Did you, did you try to cover it up? Like, ah, here's my porn magazine. Here are my condoms. And yeah, uh, yeah. here are these 10 uh -huh. things. Like that's more embarrassing than those things. Yeah. I like it great? because they're phenomenal. They're the best breakfast burrito that I've had. Who and makes them? I think it's Vons. Vons carries them, but not every Vons carries them. But you put it in the microwave for a minute. You flip it over 40 seconds. And it's just such an easy breakfast. Mm. That with coffee, if I don't want to make eggs or I don't have time. Wow. So here's my question. You, how, how is it that you, you're a successful comedian. You're, mm -hmm. having, a, you're having a moment. Am You've I? been having well, a moment. I'm, I'm like for a tater tots. While. You're like tater tots. You're glowing That's up. Good. Yeah. Um, how have you been impervious to the siren song of a Whole Foods, of an Air One, of a Trader Joe's even? You know, I've gone through phases. I, yeah, I, I went through a Trader Joe's phase and then I went through a Whole Foods phase. There was one by me in Tarzana, but that closed for some reason. Like, that's a sign of the economy. If a mm -hmm. Whole Foods is closing, what's what's happening yeah because that's that's got amazon backing yeah so that was i mean i bought more whole food stuff when that was open it's a proximity thing i'm not going to yeah. drive far away to go to a trader joe's or vons is right here the other thing that's interesting to me i i don't go to the fucking supermarket anymore Whoa, that's the level that's, that's the level i'm at bro delivery dude yeah dude Fuck, that's, that's that is one of the pandemic thing leftovers that i'm sticking with that's kind of nice. I mean, it does cut out a lot of time. And then, because you can get sidetracked. If yeah, you know exactly what you need, you go, boom, there you go. Especially someone like you who seems obsessed with efficiency. Suddenly, you're like, uh, I don't have time for lunch or dinner, but I do have time to stroll through a fucking, the aisles of a supermarket. Oh, Yo, you may for... have turned me on. I think I'll have a less sad fridge if I could just click, 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 click. Dude. I'm telling you, I never go to the supermarket anymore. And I used to be a purist. I used to be like, well, I want to touch the vegetable myself. Dude. And now I'm like, fuck it. Let Todd pick the vegetable for me. He knows what's up, right? He's not he getting you duds. Todd's okay. Nine times out of ten. And the other, here's, ready? Ready for frugal? Ready Please. for frugal? Here's the best thing about ordering your groceries is that if you get something that's not that great or something's a little off, you can just return it with a click of a button and you just get the money back. Oh, they don't need, they don't come back. Like they, no, here's bro. a bell pepper and he goes, all right, thanks man. Sign <laughs> no. here, here and here. Do you have your driver's license? <laughs> all right. Have you ever tried to return something in the synagogue, in the synagogue, in the supermarket? <laughs> First that, of all, that, that's a hilarious Freudian slip. Like, I don't, I don't know where that was going, but yeah. Ah, uh, supermarket. I'm trying to think. It's very it's humiliating. It's a, well, it, yeah. Like, Cause perishables. That's a hard return. It, it's a humiliating thing. My mom, you know, immigrant uh, parents, like, oh, yeah. my mom was returning shit at the supermarket all the time. And I'd have to sit there. And it was so, like, it was so humiliating. She's like, this milk, it says it had two more days and it tastes sour already. And they're like, oh, okay, miss. But they get the money, you, you know, like, it's almost inspiring. Like, okay, all you got to do is just sort of speak your mind and. It's nothing to the people. 
it's not but now you can have the best of both worlds which is you can live that first world nice supermarket Whoa. life but still use that immigrant returning mentality without the shame of being That's hilarious of having to wait for the person to come to the service center of the supermarket yeah you get the immigrant hustle with none of the the shame with none of the shame. I think that's the goal. Like that's the, uh, the Holy grail. I'm sold, dude. I'm, I'm, I honestly am going to do that now. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to try it out for this next, this next it's batch. Great. It's great. You're Egyptian. Is that where your family's from? No, Afghanistan. Afghanistan. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Oh my God. This is, this is a funny Afghanistan story. And then we'll get into Afghan, Af, Afghan food, Afghani food, uh, Afghan food. Yeah. Afghan food. But, um, I uh, I was testing for this show on Fox. You were probably you were probably up for it too. It was Linda and HR. That oh, was okay, okay. Yeah, and I was testing for it, and my buddy was the creator of the show, and he was like, calls me. He's like, dude, this is gonna sound crazy, but we can't hire. You can't test for this show. And I was like, why? He's like, you're not considered a diversity hire, and this show needs to be a diversity spot. And I was like, I'm. What do you mean? I'm like Iranian. He's like. For some reason, Fox doesn't consider Iranian what? As, as diversity. It was so crazy. I was pulling my hair out. I was like, this is the craziest thing I've ever heard. He's like, yeah, it's nuts. And then I was like, <laughs> I called him back. And I was like, let me ask you a question. Is Afghan considered diversity? And he's like, let me check. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, give me, th I was like, give me three minutes. I went on my Wikipedia page and I changed it to Dana Dude is an Iranian Afghan comedian. <laughs> and they... And I said, I was like, dude, show them the Wikipedia page. And he showed it to them and they let me audition as a diversity Whoa. hire. Isn't that insane? I'm not even mad at that. That's just bureaucracy you had to get around. That's awesome. Isn't that wild? I thought it was so weird. I was like, what? Why? Yeah. Why is Iranian not a diversity hire? Like, I don't see I'm, how that's much different I think than it, Afghan. Honestly, I think it changed after that because I think it we kind of shine the light on, on that's a, so dumb though because like these are monu possibly you know monumental moments in people's lives just that that could be squashed on some dumb hair splitting yeah it was really stupid but it's funny i i don't know much about afghan food when i went to college there was a an afghan restaurant called helmand which i realized after 9 11 or after the war in afghanistan i was like oh there's a province called the helmand yeah, province yeah, yeah, i yeah. didn't know but it tasted, it's an interesting, first of all, culturally, it's interesting because I feel like everyone is, has tried to conquer Afghanistan and yeah. it's like never worked out. And, but they've like left some like foodstuffs on their way out. Like I'm, I'm sure people in Afghanistan are like eating hot dogs in their food. Now they're like, oh, the right. Americans left this. Yeah. In but the Black Hawk helicopters. <laughs> right. A bunch of stuff left over. But there's like, I'm assuming influences of Indian food and... I mean, I know that the Greeks tried to get in there. I don't know if they left mm. anything. Do you know a lot about Afghan food? I mean, I know some of the dishes. I don't know, like, the origins of it. And there is some overlap between Persian food and Afghan food, you know? Like, you guys have rice and, and meat and stuff, right? Do you yeah. have palau? We call it polo. I mean, the language okay. is, you guys speak Farsi, which is, yeah. which is funny. It's like the only two places in the world where Farsi will get you anywhere are Afghanistan and Iran. I feel like I always disappoint Persian people because like I'll get into an Uber or something or maybe after a show, someone's like, oh, you, you are Persian? And I'm like, no, Afghan. They go, oh, <laughs> like they really wanted me to be Persian. And I feel <laughs> bad. Like, oh, I'm sorry. It's like, oh, you should be Persian. <laughs> Did you grow up speaking Farsi or? A little, you know, the thing is my parents didn't really speak it around the house early on because my brother, he, he, my older brother, he 
started speaking kind of late and they were concerned, just will he talk and everything? And the doctor said, he's confused between English and Farsi. You should just stick with one, maybe just mm. English in the house. So once that happened, when I came along, everyone was already speaking kind of English and it was hard to introduce it. You really want to start doing that young for kids and their development because it was harder for me and my brother to pick up Farsi when we were a little older. Yeah. And then yeah, we were perfect. resistant too because it was almost like secondary school. My mom would try to give us lessons and stuff, but we wanted to go play outside. Right. And so we would know pleasantries like salam, chitorazte, like when my grandma came over and stuff or like aunts, we could do the salam, you know, just the simple stuff. Yeah. But yeah. we couldn't get into super in-depth conversations. So I and understand more than I could speak. Was there a lot of Afghan food in the house? Yeah, I, but we didn't like it. You know, I have a, a better appreciation for it now that I'm older. But when yeah. I was a kid, I just wanted burgers and tacos and pizza and, and American food. Right. Yeah, I think that's sort of a, a hallmark of a lot of immigrant kids where you don't want to have your, even though like white people go crazy over that stuff when you're older, just it's these different flavors and stuff. But when you're a kid, it's just like, oh, I want to have McDonald's. I want to have... Yeah. Burger King. We also but, grew up in a time before like ethnic food was like fun and hip and cool. That's a good and, point. Yeah. And our food looks gross. Mm-hmm. Like objectively, I think we <laughs> well, can depends. say. Uh, well, like Palau, it's like rice and chicken. That's pretty, that looks pretty normal. That's but pretty the, normal. Like mantu or like Ashak, that's, that looks interesting, but it's good. Are, I like it. What are those? It, wait, is mantu, is that like a dumpling thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It oh, is so like you that. know it. Well, no, I think that, because I think Turkish people have something called manti. Uh, oh, maybe that was borrowed from them. It could have been. A sultan tried to take over. It didn't work, yeah. or work out. Uh-huh. And he left his Blackhawk helicopter. <laughs> yeah, they, go, they go, you leave. The dumplings stay. <laughs> That's our thing. We just kick out everybody, but we keep their food. We go, you go, but we keep this. <laughs> Yeah, like Persian foods, I remember the stews. The stews are very pungent and kind of gross looking. Mm. Um, you know, one of my favorite Afghan foods is actually, I guess it's like a peasant food. It's, it's, it's a shirwa. I love shirwa. Mm-hmm. So you, my mom makes it. I mean, that's the only shirwa I've had where you have a bowl and there's pita bread and you rip the pita bread into pieces and you put it at the bottom of the bowl and then you go to the stew, which has potatoes in it, beef, chickpeas, or garbanzo, bean, garbanzo beans, I think. Same, maybe, same, same. Maybe, maybe carrots. And you ladle it into the bowl, and then the pita bread soaks in the broth. And it's this Ooh. hearty stew that I love. That's very fun. Yeah. There's no Afghan restaurants. Are there any in LA? There are, but there's not as many as Persian. There's a lot of Persian restaurants, but there are yeah. some... It's funny, I was shooting this talking head show. It's going to be on Fuse TV called We Need to Talk About America. And one of the segments they had was, oh, like you're going to order food from, you're going to order Afghan food. And they actually found an Afghan restaurant in Northridge that I, mm-hmm. I didn't know was there. Uh-huh. So I ordered Mantu, Ashak, and Bolani. And they were pretty okay. good. They did it pretty good. Like Bolani is kind of like this potato quesadilla and it came with yogurt and this chutney. That's, that's from when the Mexicans tried to take over Afghanistan. <laughs> yes, yeah. We kept the we kept the bolani, the quesadilla, and, and the lowriders. We there's a lot of this big lowrider culture. 
<laughs> Everyone's wearing shell-toed Adidas. The Taliban's wearing Cortezes. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I, I really have not had enough. That's good to know there's a place here, though. I would definitely, uh, next time I'm hanging in Northridge. Yeah. And there I'm might gonna... be one in Pasadena, too. I don't know. It might be worth a Google search. But yeah, they're probably less than Persian. They're hidden gems. Yeah. I mean, are they also cheesy restaurants, like Persian restaurants, where like they're all just like there's a column here and there? Yeah. And, like, or I, I don't, well, I haven't gone into it, but some of them try to do too much as well. Like this place that I ordered from. So they, they had the authentic stuff like Bolani, Ashak, and Mantu. But then they had a Philly cheesesteak sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> they, they had burgers, pizzas. They're just, they're, they they're got, trying to diversify. They got to diversify the. <laughs> Yeah, because um, I don't know I if wonder, the American appetite, or at least in Northridge, they can just serve, everyone is asking for Mantu Ajak, they have to spread it out a bit. I think that's a big thing in immigrant restaurants, especially when they're starting out, is like, let's bring them in with the burger, <laughs> yeah, and then we'll give uh-huh. them the chicken and tikka the, masala. Oh, uh-huh, <laughs> like, hey, you want to try Mantu, like a free side, give them a taste, like it's cocaine, then they'll be hooked. <laughs> yeah, there was a place in, uh, where I went to college in Baltimore that was... Uh, it was a diner. It looked like a 1950s diner called Nifty 50s that yeah, nice. served diner food and Indian food. <laughs> and it was like 50, like the same amount of Indian food and diner that'd food. There, that'd be great. There's a jukebox and it's just all Bollywood hits. They, you, you can't even play American music if you want to. Tater tots are awesome, but also weird. How was this genius thing invented? It was the work of a guy named F. Nephi Grigg. That's our real name. He was an Idaho native and entrepreneur. In 1951, he acquired a bankrupt company that we now know as Aura Ida and pivoted from selling frozen corn to frozen french fries. When the potatoes were cut, a lot of scraps were left behind. Rather than throw them out, Grigg smushed and shaped the potato scraps into what we now know as tater tots. He then traveled nearly 3,000 miles from Oregon to Miami Beach for the 1954 National Potato Convention. God, I would love to have been there. With a 15-pound bag of his invention and bribed the chef to let him serve this innovation. Like most plates of tater tots, they did not stay on the table long and Griggs' invention was off to a successful start. Flash forward to today, Americans consume approximately 70 million pounds of tater tots, or 3,710,000,000 tots per year. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Guys, I got to talk to you about Green Chef. It's my new favorite meal kit company. They make amazing stuff, okay? They make eating well easy with plans to fit every lifestyle, whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, or normal. Just looking to eat more balanced meals, Green Chef offers a range of recipes to suit your preference. And they're offering more customization than ever before, in addition to swapping protein in any meal that features chicken, beef, or salmon, for USDA-certified organic ground beef, organic chicken, 
and wild-caught sockeye salmon. Now you can also add chicken or fish to select vegan and veggie recipes each week for an added protein boost. In 2023, guys, help yourself to delicious, easy-to-follow recipes that support your healthy lifestyle and taste good, too. They're premium proteins, seasonal, organic, sustainable. All the words, baby. They got them. Great stuff. Farm-fresh ingredients like figs, dates, artichokes. Raise your food standards, guys. Level up. Go to greenchef.com slash greeneggs60 and use code greeneggs60 to get 60% off. Plus free shipping. That's amazing. Greenchef.com slash greeneggs60. Use code greeneggs to get 60% off. Plus free shipping. So we're going to get to the questions, which is, what is your earliest food memory? I'm curious if it has uh, any Afghan uh, roots in it. Uh, man, I don't... There's no singular moment where I can, like, identify maybe... Do you like how how far back can you go on a on a meal? I can go to like six years old, five. Mm-hmm. And like what? What's the memory? I remember I was in this is gonna sound so bougie, but I was in Switzerland with my dad, and we had something called there's a fish there called filet de perche, which is like a tiny perch that they only have there in their fucking lake, and it was this small little fish that I remember being so so delicious i remember that yeah i mean this is adjacent it's not exactly a food but i do remember when i was a kid and i loved coca-cola <laughs> i'm tying it back to coca-cola <laughs> but i just i loved coke but i couldn't control the burn i think it's a thing of a little i just i was very it's a very vivid memory of drinking coke burping and then just burning my nose and not being able to control that feeling oh and then you- and then when i got older i knew how to like not have it pass through my nasal passage so i can oh. avoid the burn but when i was a kid i had no control i would just be like ah cook drinking and, <laughs> and it would hurt and it was just so good you had to keep going back yeah it. it was it was worth <laughs> it why does so much pleasure have to be accompanied by so much pain so much pain <laughs> yeah that and then maybe my, my mom did make afghan food there was this crispy rice where it would kind of bake into the bottom of the pot. Ooh, yeah, we and call that's that. Kind of, we call yeah, what that is ta- it? Ta- tadik. Tadik. Okay, I think we call. Yeah. I think we call it that too. Yeah. So, and I would just love. She would give it to me while she's cooking, and I would just just eat that's, the the burnt kind of crispy rice. That's the best. Before now. dinner. That's the best. Your death row meal. So let's figure out a reason you're on death row. Yeah, this you, is good. Let's figure out the crime. Okay, so. You go to get your your little breakfast burrito. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sad breakfast burrito. Uh-huh. They're all out. Oh, I'm already I'm already angry. Even in this They're hypothetical, I want to murder someone. And then and then you say to the person like, "How do you not have it?" Like, "Sorry, storage thing." He's like, "All right, fine. I'll just get some tater tots uh, while I'm here." And he says, "Oh, we've actually stopped carrying them because <laughs> we're and not I, fucking five year olds." And then you just lose your mind. And do I say, "Where's the knife aisle?" You say, where's the knife aisle? And they say, we don't have one of those. We do have a gun aisle, though. I go, um, perfect. Because it's America. <laughs> yeah, this is America. Okay, and you're so on death row now. I, I murdered the person. That is nice how you can have any meal, depending, no matter how heinous the crime is. That's nice to know. I think enough people don't talk about that. Whenever people talk about prisons are awful, there's prisons are full of, you know, they just people languish there and there's mm. too many of them and 
people don't don't talk about the good things about prison that if you're on death row you can get any meal you want I that mean, almost that means, makes up for the problems the ills of the prison system in america you'd be like hey right? he just he just had a tomahawk ribeye it's not so by, bad <laughs> by the way remember right before we started the podcast and i said you can have anything removed that you say and you're like what am i gonna get canceled off of a food podcast <laughs> i think that might have done it right there you think that no, time when fahim said <laughs> prisons are fine as yeah, because they uh, get great food. I think <laughs> it should be a tiered system. Depending on what your crime is, it gives hmm. you a ceiling as to how good your food can be. Right? So if you, if you murder a family or something, hmm. steak is off the table. Maybe you can, maybe like chicken chow mein or something is as fancy as you can get. Oh, I thought you were going to go the opposite way. Like the more heinous the crime, the, the better tastier the meal. The meal? No. Yeah. Then you're getting yeah. rewarded for being extra horrible. I mean, you know, they're not going to, they're going to have an easy, they're going to have a hard time in the afterlife. So you're just giving them one last hurrah. So, I mean, that's another thought I've had too, is like, we do this death row thing and we kill them, but mm-hmm. what if we don't know what's after this? You know, there's speculation. What if we just sort of fast track them to whatever awesome thing is on the other side? So they got like TSA pre or priority boarding. First of all, I love that. In talking about the afterlife, you say there's speculation about this. Like, yeah, that's literally why all religions in the world have been created. Sure. Yo, Yo, I've heard through the grapevine that some people are, you know, people have different opinions on this. Exactly. Well, because, I mean, the simplistic version is there's heaven or hell. There's no gray area. When you die, you go to one of those. That guy murdered someone. He's obviously going to hell. But if it's not that in this other dimension type thing, we just priority boarded him to that mm, mm. so he just got double rewarded right 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 um interesting i've never thought of it like that so in that case yeah. you should have an awful meal okay great what okay so best... we've established that i've murdered someone and so I'm what getting... would your what would your what would your best death row meal be and what would the worst death row meal be in in case of the uh of the second speculation being correct right interesting okay so best is easy I think just like a really nice steak, mm-hmm. medium, just cooked medium, maybe asparagus as a side or broccoli. What broccoli type of, nice. what, what kind of steak are we talking? A ribeye probably for a while I was experimenting with dry age. You see that you go, Oh, that looks better. But if I'm mm-hmm. honest with myself, I think dry age has a funk to it that I'm not a fan of. Yeah. I, that's I, I don't need the funk. Good. Yeah. I love the funk. Interesting. So you want a nice fresh steak. Yeah, yeah. So ribeye, it could be on the bone, it could be off, just a nice steak, broccoli or asparagus, mashed potatoes, maybe mac and cheese, maybe a lobster mac and cheese situation. Um, okay, what is the best high-end meal you've ever had? Probably a good steak. I mean, after the Tonight Show, we went to Del Frisco's and that steak was pretty great. Okay. So they get you a reservation. It's funny, like they don't pay for the meal. You know, doing the Tonight Show is like, yeah, it's the Tonight Show is awesome. It's cool doing it, but it's it kind of sucks that you have to pay your way there. You have to put yourself up, and then you get a reservation to Del Frisco's, which is cool. But like, you know, you have you have to pay for that. Come on, they make you pay for it. Yeah, I took a small business loan out to do the Tonight Show, man. (laughs) But whatever, it's a cool thing to do. I think when I did the Tonight Show, I did Leno back in the day. I think that they flew me out and. Don't were you in New York they, at the time? I was in New York and then I flew out to LA for it. Or I don't know though, maybe not. I remember calling a, a suit 
company. I called Theory. And I was oh, like, oh, uh, I, I'm gonna, I like that I'm stuff, gonna, yeah. I was like, I'm going to be in the Tonight Show. Can I get a discount and a suit? And they were like, yeah, we'll give you 50% off. That's I awesome. Like, cool. I, I was thinking about doing that, but I didn't. I don't know. I went to Nordstrom and I just got a suit. Yeah. Fuck, I should have done that. You looked great. You looked great. Thanks, um, man. Okay, so Del Frisco's is your best. That, that's, you're telling me you had the best <laughs> hind meal of your life last week? No, I just, again, I don't take a bite of something and it's seared into my brain and I, this memory will never leave me or something. Because we've established that I'm like the Soylent guy, right? But like, what's the fanciest restaurant that you've ever been to? Let's, what about that? You know, when I was in Napa, I told you I was in Napa. We went to some pretty nice restaurants out there and that was pretty good. Oh, yeah. Okay. Can we talk about that? Because you were supposed to be on the podcast a couple of weeks ago or a month ago and you were like, I got to cancel because one of my tech, my tech friends is flying me out to Napa so we can <laughs> hang out for the weekend. And I was like, you never say no to your tech friends. Like, <laughs> yes, I will say that. Look, I flew myself out, but I did stay in his house in Napa. <laughs> yes. I draw the are. line. I wasn't flown out. I paid you my are, own. You are a lady. Okay. I'm a lady. I don't want him to expect anything if I, he flies me. No, he's married. He has a kid. Tell me the greatest hits of that trip because I love Napa Valley. It's very fun. It's like, yeah. it's like Disneyland for rich people. That's hilarious. That's exactly what it is. It was cool because he lives there. He, he has the lay of the land. He, he had the rest. He had a whole itinerary because like me and a buddy were going to Napa and he sends mm-hmm. this Word document of the itinerary. And I go, this itinerary alone is how I know that you're successful. Right. Because <laughs> it, it's just a bro's trip to hanging out in Napa and he broke it down. I go, of yeah. course you're successful. He's he like, went first, to Harvard Business School and it's just laid out. It's crazy. Yeah. First, we go to the jewelry store to get matching necklaces. <laughs> right. To commemorate. Uh, so I took notes because you, you were like, oh, I love Napa. Let me know what you eat. So this was a pretty great meal. We went to, have you ever been to Scala Oysteria? Yes, actually. Yes, that place is great. Yeah, okay. So it's from like, look, all these terms, I'm just regurgitating what rich foodies say, so like yeah. this means nothing to me, but it's the rest, the seafood restaurant of the guy who did Bistro Don Giovanni. Okay, I don't know that. All right. If there's, if there's some like deep cut foodies like, oh, okay, cool, yeah, I love his stuff. Oh, yeah. He's doing, it's like Dylan going electric, like, oh, he's doing seafood now? <laughs> So we ate Keep at there. It, Don G- hey, Don Giovanni, everything good comes from Don Giovanni's. <laughs> Yo, he, he can do no wrong. He just puts out hits. So we had a veal mushroom sauce with polenta, broccoli, rabe, chili flakes, clam, Fun. and a shrimp pasta as well. Ooh, ooh. They were phenomenal. Nice. Yeah. Love it. Okay. And then Where we went to... Uh, did, you go to did you go to Bouchon? Uh, what's that one again? It's in Juntville. It's a very, 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 like, it looks like a straight out of Paris, like bistro type place. Yes, I think we did. Yeah. yeah. Then we went to Cole's Chop House for steak one night, you know, okay. did that thing. Nice. It's funny. They tried to put us out in, in like the post COVID tents outside. And then my oh. friend was like, we're not, we, we're not doing <laughs> like, it was still, it was still very nice, but yeah. he put reservations for inside the building and he goes, yeah, this, this won't do like, they go, you can wait. They go, yeah, we'll wait. We're not going to. Because when you're spending a lot of money like that, you don't want to be in some circus tent. No, awful. I'm actually, I'm also, my new rule is I'm, I'm anti-outdoor dining when it's like cold outside. Like those heat lamps don't fucking work. Yeah. Ever. It just, it's like a little radius. Half your body's like <laughs> searing hot. 
And the other half is like frigid. Yeah, just third degree burn on your left arm and frostbite on your other arm. Yeah, it's never a pleasant experience. I hate the outdoor and the tense thing. Yeah, that's good. Good on your buddy. Good yeah, on your buddy. Yeah, I mean, everyone felt that way. It was nice that someone vocalized it and we're like, yeah, I'd rather not do tense. What is the best low end meal you've ever had? This is your question. This is for oh, you. This is my this, jam. This, this is easier, like low end stuff. I mean, uh, when I was living is, in Seattle, there's this gyro shop called Aladdin's mm. and, and it's so good. I need to, it's been a long time since I've had it. I got to go back. I love when, I love when uh, Middle Eastern people, like we culturally appropriate ourselves. <laughs> what? Hey, come to Aladdin's kebab shop. <laughs> Yo, man, I'm just thinking about flavor. I'm not even thinking about the, the undertones of me saying um, I, go to, I love Aladdin's food. Wait, interesting. There's a Jiro place and called Aladdin's because Jiro's are Greek and Aladdin is clearly from the Middle East. You know, I doubt there's a lot of people pointing that out at the shop. I think it just feels right to most of the white clientele in the university district. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't think they're hammered at 2 a.m. Like, hey, wait. Jiro's are a Greek thing, but Aladdin is from Agrabar, which is a, it's a parallel of. We're out of here. We're going yeah. to Don, Gio, Don, Giovanni's. <laughs> Don Giovanni's. He's Italian. He's, he's Italian and he's branching out to Chinese food now. He's going to hit all the races. He can do no wrong. He's Don Giovanni. He can do no Don wrong. Don Giovanni. <laughs> all right. Um, so the gyro from Aladdin's. Aladdin's. Yeah, pretty. And nice. then Burger Master I like a lot in Seattle as well. Seattle food is really interesting. I like, I like the Pacific Northwest kind of grunge, like t- grunge food food thing because like they're like we don't give a fuck except if it comes out of a truck it's gonna be awesome <laughs> like, like their food it, truck scene is amazing yeah but also seafood they kill it at seafood so some of the best seafood i've ever had is in seattle yeah yeah i mean the, for the, the, the mussels or like yeah the oysters as well that's that's their stuff that's their product man it's hard to fuck up they get it's it right, right in the they, backyard yeah put their hand in the water and they come up with some fucking uh Don that's, that's the silver, exactly. That's the silver lining of having such shitty beaches is that at least our seafood is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's just rocks um, and barnacles. You would never want to, you don't put a blanket down on the Seattle beach. No, you don't. You'll cut you yourself put, up. You put your waders on and you get in and you, <laughs> yeah, and you, you, and you take out the mud and, and, and scoop uh-huh. out the oysters. <laughs> yeah. Or like just uh, dig up some gooey ducks. Oh, my gooey ducks. Um, gooey ducks. They are like cartoonishly, God, God did a number on those guys. Oh yeah, yeah. They the literally look like a like a like if you've never seen a gooey duck, Google it. It is not mm-hmm. a duck. It is yeah. a clam that literally has a penis sticking out of it. Right. Like a big floppy dildo, <laughs> uh-huh. just hanging just out, living in the sand. How evolution brought it to that place? <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, I've never even eaten it. I wonder. I have no desire to. I mean, I've had it. It tastes, it's, it tastes like a clam. It's like in the clam family. Is it like the rabbit of the sea where it's sort of deeper in the menu? Right? Like, you don't find rabbit a lot of places unless you're at a French restaurant. Right. Yeah, gooey duck, you won't find that. You'll find it either at a very fancy restaurant or like a Chinese restaurant. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. That's, that's, that's for the people. Places, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's the two places. It's a price point you can hit. If you want gooey duck, go to a Chinese restaurant. 
I mean, the name also is wild. Gooey um, duck. So what is your favorite drunk food? You know, I don't get like, I never even had a phase where I got smashed a lot or something. And like, yeah. this would be great. Or this is my cure. I have this. I almost right. put it in the same category as just what's open around that hour. So probably just like a drive through, like a, yeah. like a double, like a double at, um, you get drunk and you get in the car and you go to the drive through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my jam. No, someone else is the DD. The DD no, is behind too the late. Wheel. Too late. You are getting canceled on this podcast, Fahim. No, no, you know, okay, so, no, 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 no. Here's the difference. I don't get drunk. I could have like one drink. I could have like one or two drinks and then I drive home. I'm never. Yeah, I'm never like wasted or anything like that. I never had that phase. Yeah. Um, who's your favorite celebrity food personality? Again. That's not my world. I don't see a chef and I'm like, I love this guy. I, I normally know of a few. There's Gordon Ramsay, right? There's Anthony Bourdain. Isn't there that fatter guy who goes to remote <laughs> villages and eats what little food they have left? <laughs> Something oh. Zimmerman, right? Oh yeah, Andrew Zimmerman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He just goes to like a remote village where they barely have any food and he's like, oh, this is delicious. And they're like, are you going to leave? This is, this is all the food we have for the year. That was for my wedding reception. Yeah. yeah. Oh, this, wow. is, this is going to be dowry. Like now my daughter can't get married. <laughs> um, At least Andrew I, Zimmer made an episode of TV. <laughs> yeah. I have noticed this shift. I mean, I, I want to try to stand a bit where like when I was growing up, chefs were just on daytime TV. They would, they would do like a KCAL 9 segment. Say, then you put the lasagna and blah, blah, blah. And yeah. happy eating. And now they think they're Batman, like a chef's table. It's a fucking right. lens flare shot. And they're on the edge of the building. They're like, I've been trying to make the perfect pizza. I'm trying to find the finest ingredients. Pizza is life. And it's this panoramic shot around him. Right. It's like, yo, just put it in the oven, dude. Like you're not fighting crime. Right, he's looking over the balcony like he's Mussolini with like yeah. throngs of fans. <laughs> it's just this inflated egos with chefs. Now there's the bear on FX and then even these competition shows where there's judges and yeah. it's like life or death over the souffle right. and they're crying, right. they're going home. Like it's, <laughs> these are just calories to keep us, you know? <laughs> yeah, and they do it for kids too now. It's like there's like MasterChef Junior and they treat the kids with the same level <laughs> of disdain. Of intensity. And, yeah, and like... Johnny, what did you over. make? For, what did you make for us, Johnny? Well, before my mom died, <laughs> she made these eggs that were her way of showing me that she yeah. loved me, and now I made them to show you that I love you. And then Gordon Ramsay's like, "These eggs make me jealous of your mother, because I wish I was dead. These are fucking awful. <laughs> it's, it's no like, excuse. Your mother dying. These are terrible." <laughs> She like, should wow, have this aborted is, you. Like, what? What is awful. that? <laughs> An abortion is what this egg was. <laughs> yeah, this is see. weird for 3 p.m. TV. This is strange. <laughs> yeah, but I like it. Let's see. Do you have a favorite? I mean, I I think probably Ina Garden, the Barefoot Contessa. Okay, you know. So her. she She's, just like cooks. She just, she just has this whole lifestyle thing of she's in the Hamptons all the time and her husband's never home. So she has to hang out with her gay florist friends and they're like, it's just, it's aspirational. I mean, the, the way you set it up sounded like a Pornhub series, <laughs> you know, she's this lifestyle. She's making food. Her husband's never home. 
and uh, she gives you a yeah. tour of her villa, and then she gets stuck in the washing machine, and you have to help her. You have to help her get her out. I would jerk off to that, dude. I'm telling you, that show yeah. is like it is. It's it's fantastic. There's a subgenre for everyone. That's the beauty of the internet. Yeah. Whatever your niche is, there's someone out there who's making content. <laughs> Maybe Bourdain, uh, I guess. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Bourdain is uh, Bourdain seems to be the obvious answer. So well, because he's I like Wolverine, and like most guys can be like, yeah, he like travels places. He's cool. He's got tattoos. Yeah, he's this no guy's nonsense. Got, this guy's got the best life ever. Cut he's to ripped. Him yeah, hanging from oh. a noose. <laughs> what meal do you think did him did him in? Do you think it was a bad meal? And yeah, he was like, I ordered this medium rare. <laughs> Um, what is uh, your desert island food? So you're trapped on a desert island. There's one food. You're going to eat it every day for the rest of your life. You're never going to get tired of it. I think I know what it is already. Is it steak? Vegan. No, I thought it was tater tots. Oh, oh, it can be like a side. Yeah, it doesn't. I did. It, you think it has to be an entree? Yeah, I thought it had to be like a meal. I thought it was kind of like a death row meal adjacent type. But I, that would just be the same thing. Yeah, and then around. <laughs> interesting so just one food item that i could eat mm, mm. so it's like one bite one bite of whatever this thing is i mean yes <laughs> but someone once said pig because i can have pig. charcuterie i can interesting make sausages well that's like, come on that's that's like a cheat i could say beef you know what i mean i mean i'd be okay with that i'll I give okay that. yeah all right i'll give you two answers so but uh, i don't think but i think you get tired of beef after two days you can have beef every single meal Okay, you got steak. You could do short rib. You can do, yeah. What else can you do? Beef jerky. Wait. Beef jerky. <laughs> hey, beef jerky is pretty dope. I can maybe do that. Maybe I could do that forever. Okay, I just accept. Oh, wait. Where? What part of town do you live in, by the way? Tarzana. Okay. If you ever find yourself in Beverly Hills, mm. there is a German sausage place called like the German Sausage Place, and they, um, if you like beef jerky, if you're a beef jerky guy. They have something there called biltong, which is South African beef jerky that is the most delicious beef jerky you've ever had in your life. Hands down, no questions asked. Interesting. Is it, yeah. is it kind of leathery or is it moist? No, it's moist. It's real I don't moist. know, because there, there's this new era of moist jerky going on that yeah. that's not the jerky I know. And I don't know if I want that from a jerky. Okay, well, here's the thing. You can ask them for, it's almost like ordering a steak. You can get it well done. You can get it medium rare. You can get the tight stuff. Yeah. The leathery stuff. You like the leathery stuff. Uh, like an old boy Alberta or like, <laughs> yeah. What? You know, old boy Alberta? <laughs> yeah. Wait, doesn't that have like an Italian flag or something? Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Or it's a Canadian <laughs> thing, I think. Right. Oh my god, I love I could, it. I could be wrong. I don't know what the fuck I'm you talking about. You do shop. It's 7-Eleven is your, <laughs> it's your super. <laughs> yeah, and then I have a Slurpee for dinner as well. That's my, that's my beverage. Right. What's your death row meal? Uh, one of those hot dogs that's on the uh, rolling coil. Yeah, a big bite <laughs> that's been three nights is kind of, that's, that's the perfect temperature. Yeah. And then a slice of pizza from there too. Okay, so we're going beef jerky. Is that your answer? Final I, answer. No, no, it pivoted into beef jerky. I, I want to say beef, just some form of beef, or like pizza, I guess, because okay, p pizza can have a lot of different things going on. You got cheese, you got bread, you've got sauce, you've got yeah, probably pizza. Okay, okay. 
Pizza is also one of the more popular. You are the, you are the pumpkin spice latte. I'm basic, man. Of uh, this, yeah, I'm okay well, with it. I'm okay. You embrace I, it though. I'm not getting fat on the island eating pizza, right? This is just a flavor thing. Wait, why are you insecure suddenly when you're on an island? No one's going to be there. You can get as fat as you want. Yo, that's right. Ne- I'm sticking with pizza, dude. You're never. Why do I got to get? Why do I got to be nice and tight for an island, right? Uh uh-uh. uh. No no no. Guess you can have the full Coke can. Oh my god! It just washes on shore. Just a, a whole pallet <laughs> yeah. of two liter bottles. Even I go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let myself go. Is there a food you can't stand eating? Something you hate? Salt and vinegar chips are an abomination to Whoa. God, to God, and the human race. And shots fired. Shots fired. And this goes out to anybody who plans parties or is hosting. If you have a bowl of chips and they are not labeled salt and vinegar, and you just have them out in the open you're an asshole. You're a monster. They are such a divisive chip. And I think people have just innate reactions to putting it in their mouth. Salt, just regular salt chips. That's for everybody. You don't need any labels, but if you just put salt and vinegar chips out there with no warning, that's a party foul. I mean, I can get down with that because I do think it is, it's a strong flavor to just throw out there for the masses, but to have such disdain for it. What if, I mean, even if you're prepared for it, you're ready for it. You don't want it. Uh, I don't. It want seems it like it seems yeah. like you just don't want to be ambushed by it. But no, you don't want. It's it both. All. Like, look, if I am aware there's salt and vinegar, I know that kryptonite is in the building, and I can kind of stay away from it. Mm. But I've had that happen at a party where I I'm just talking to someone, I put a chip in, and I'm reacting before my brain is. It's like when you get burned. I I can't control it. I go in the middle of conversation. I'm like, oh. <laughs> And that's not my fault. That's their fault. And I just want to you, know what's going through your head when you throw a party and you just have salt and vinegar chips out there willy nilly. Did you hear Fahim punch Gerald in the face? Yeah. What, what happened? Gerald, I mean, he, Gerald threw a great party. Mm-hmm. It's he a just, reflex. He just put out salt and vinegar chips. No and, warning. No warning. He Am, just ambush. Decked, he just decked him. <laughs> so you subscribe to salt and vinegar? I don't think it's not like I go to grab it all the time. When it comes to a potato chip, I am more of a purist. I do like the just give me a regular potato chip. Mm-hmm. I'll put my own fun stuff on it. I do love sour cream and onion because it's so artificial. You're like, I like that. Does, I'm a fan. How does, like, what is the powder that makes it taste like sour cream? <laughs> you know, it took me a long time before I realized Pringles aren't sliced from an actual potato. It's some sort of potato paste. Yeah, it's like a slurry. And yeah, I didn't like hearing that piece of knowledge, but I got over it pretty quickly. That's interesting to me because you like tater tots, which are, are probably at one point go through a slurry phase. You think? You know, you, I, yeah, I feel like they're just you, shredded and compacted. I don't know if they're a paste. Oh, I don't think so. I think it seems pretty fucking uniform on the inside no, of that tater man. tot. When you crack open a tater tot, there are <laughs> strings of potato. You can still see the components of the real potato. A Pringle is just, it's like pouring cement. For your own good, I would not Google how our tater tots made because I have a feeling Bro, if you have I'm an aversion like to the Pringle thing, you're not... It's what if there's gonna, a whole documentary on tater tots? It's like forks over knives and I can't have another tater tot. Yeah. I'm tired of Netflix documentaries ruining food for people. Yeah. I'm so over don't, it. Don't watch it. Just don't, live oh, in bliss. I can't have octopus anymore because <laughs> did you see that documentary? They're so smart. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I There's also you're, you're eating octopus. You're like, oh, I know. No. I don't. They're smart, to... great. Actually, it makes me want to eat them more. Yeah. I want to show my dominance over the smart animal. <laughs> Taste the brain. And last question, my favorite question: What are your restaurant pet peeves? Okay, when you get to a table and then someone goes to the bathroom immediately, save mm. that shit until we've ordered. Ah, That's the so worst you... thing, the worst feeling. You get to a restaurant, they go to the bathroom to wash their hands or whatever it is. The waiter comes by. Oh, what are you guys? Um, uh, just wait. Interesting. So your restaurant pet peeve is more of an etiquette pet peeve for yeah. the guest. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I guess they're mostly around etiquette. Um, another one, I guess, okay. There's a couple as I'm, they're coming to me when the waiter comes around and just says, how's everything tasting more than once? Mm. What are you doing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This is, you're a nuisance now. Like I'll let you know if it's not tasting good. Right. You don't need to keep doing it. Oh, when you're at a restaurant and then say they give you a steak and there's no steak knife or they bring mm. you coffee and there's no sugar. And then you just, you're giving this waiter 20% and they're just dropping the ball the whole time. And it, you still got to give 20% or you're a monster, you know, they're impeding the food. Like you yeah. don't have, there's all these things that you need to eat aren't there. Like you have no silverware and you have to like just crane your neck and try to get, I'm <laughs> um, sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. When the food arrives and the silverware isn't there yet. It's Sometimes that's the, happened. Yeah. That's the worst thing in life. Yes. That's, that is now like, you're like, my, you're like a dog with the, the bone on your nose and you just have to <laughs> be good. That is the sixth rung of hell for me. The food is on the table and there's nothing to eat it with. Like you, you don't want to use your hands, but you can, you can, it's just awful. Yeah. I'm trying to think, uh, Oh, this is, this isn't a really a restaurant thing. I mean, it's a fast food pet peeve, mm. but when I get chicken nuggets, I get home and there's no sauce. Oh, uh, you, you've ruined, you've ruined the meal. That's when you, you're justified to grab Murder. an AK 47 and go back to that restaurant. Oh my God. <laughs> Jesus. You're not wrong, but, uh, you know, you the judge it. would understand. The judge, the judge would understand. He'd be like, so there's no like, sauces. There's no sauce. Not guilty. Uh, oh, or, but I or, thought I or yeah. guilty because we're gonna fast track you, and now you get a death row meal. <laughs> That's true. Or I'll do DoorDash for the sometimes for like a chicken nugget, and then it doesn't come with the barbecue sauce. They forget, mm. and then they just refund you thirty five cents for the sauce. And you go, you don't understand. Right. You've ruined the entire meal. Yes. this is more than thirty five cents. I'm yeah. not eating dry nuggets. If you give me a car that only has three wheels, yes, technically there's only a thousand dollar wheel missing right but uh i can't say it's not usable yeah it's integral to the flavor profile so 100%. that's a pet peeve are you a barbecue sauce guy with your nuggets always yeah i'm basic come on man oh you know what basic let's, let's let's end it on a point of agreement <laughs> barbecue sauce and chicken nuggets is my favorite fast food ever fahim yeah, the best. this was delightful tell the people where they can find you they could find me fahimanwar.com I have a special a stand up special called Hat Trick that is available on my YouTube so if you just type in fahimanwar hat trick or go to youtube.com slash fahimanwar check it out there yeah. just follow me fahimanwar on socials and stuff his social media is so fun and so funny and I think you're so funny and so great Thanks, and I'm so man. glad Thanks. that all these great things are happening for you right now Thanks, dude. I'll, I'll try to get some more stuff in my fridge. You know, I'm I'll tell on. you, one place you can find Fahim online, one place you won't find him is at the supermarket anymore. <laughs>
Yeah. It's fucking ordering. Ordering, dude. <laughs> I'm just never going to leave the house. I'm turning into Howard Hughes. I love it. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.